Hi everyone, Rip from the Full Dive Gaming Podcast here. I wanted to apologize on behalf of our team for the technical difficulties this week. We do have a recording of this week's podcast for you to enjoy, but the first half is a redundancy recording and will not have the audio quality we expect to deliver to our listeners. Thank you for understanding. Let's do the ow. I just punched something. <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Full Dive Gaming Podcast, bringing a weekly dive of all the news, all the discussion, and all of the condensed nerd talk you need for virtual reality gaming every Friday. I'm Rob McAfee, and I'm Jay Bratt, a virtual reality YouTuber who can actually say his own name. Hey, I'm I said the name. <laughs> You're interrupting me, man. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. All right, Adam. I'm sorry. All right, continue. continue. I'm Adam Charlton, a software developer who had so many technology problems I almost <laughs> wasn't able to attend today. Almost. This was close. But we have him here. Unfortunately, the same cannot be said for our usual fourth host, Destiny Wheeler. She is, um, we didn't come up with a creative excuse, so I guess our fallback is the Jonas Brothers. Um, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> she's, she's like en- entered a, a time of just extreme obsession, and we can't get her off her like Jonas Brothers wiki. So... <laughs> <laughs> Um, for those that haven't picked up yet, we are all sitting here in VR. We're in virtual reality. We're interacting as if we were really together in a room, and it's super cool. If you want to see this, go ahead and head on over to our YouTube channel. The people who are tuned into the live stream now know what we're talking about. Um, Full Dive Gaming Podcast, just, 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 just YouTube it. It's real easy, <laughs> and uh, we got some awesome stuff here, including our lovely virtual faces. We will be running this podcast in four sections today. First, a Q&A section from our Discord and Patreon communities. Worth joining those, especially the Discord. It's free. It's easy. There's lots of cool stuff there. Uh, second, we will be having a VR gaming news section. Third, we'll be talking about the games we've been playing this week. And fourth, we'll be running a discussion that changes week to week. This week, we'll be talking about a AAA game. Finally coming to VR alongside with flat players, and that is, of course, Star Wars Squadrons. It, we're just, there's so much to talk about. It, it got its own full discussion section this week. Um, but if you want to hear about topics like who you th- who who we think will win the next or the ongoing VR race, so to speak, check out last week's podcast. It was a good discussion. Truth. Truth. <laughs> All right, and with that, we can start the Q&A. Adam, you got the first one. Can, can, you, can you read the first so, one? <laughs> I can. I actually, so while you were talking, it took you so long, I was able to fix one of my tech problems. <laughs> nice, nice. <laughs> nice, all right, So cool. I have my prompt up, so I know what we're talking about today. Yay. Awesome. So Natty Braddy asks, what is the weirdest VR peripheral that you've seen? Oh, no, we kept that one. <laughs> <laughs> it's a valid question. It remained. <laughs> Oh, well, I don't know if I want... I don't know if I have a good answer for this. Do either of you two have a good answer? Oh, I have a great answer. Does Rip want to cover his first? Um, I didn't realize we would keep this one in, so now I have to think of one that was sufficiently weird to talk about, but not too weird 
to talk about. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, so there's one that I've seen, uh, and it's uh, it's only in pro- it's not in production yet. This is only a, a potential. But basically, when people are far apart and they have a relationship, it's hard to to stay connected physically. And mm-hmm. so there are potential peripherals that could transfer your touch to each other uh, <laughs> on certain parts of your body. So when you, when you're seeing each other in the virtual world, these, you could actually be doing a physical motion to something and the other person could feel it across the world. Like how great would that be for these long distance relationships? Feel like they can actually still touch each other in all the important ways. So mm-hmm. very weird, but, but it makes sense. I honestly get it. <laughs> chat's like it's getting kinky <laughs> <laughs> destiny destiny what did you? not come tonight because she knew this was what was gonna happen she saw this question it was like nope i'm out yeah, i'm out i'm out <laughs> well luckily there's a two-parter that's a little bit less awful uh, <laughs> so the second part of this question is do you think that they will ever come out with an effective scent peripheral for vr And honestly, in my personal opinion, I don't think it's happening until they like start doing Elon Musk brain chip things. Yeah, because scent is one scent is one of those hardest things like you can fake like you can fake eyes with monitors and you can fake ears with just, I don't know, digital. It's really hard to do scent unless you're like sending chemical compounds across the internet that stuff is hard i don't think we're ever getting a scent peripheral until they start doing elon musk like brain chipping (laughs) well and several companies have tried to pull it off and none of them have made it quite to market there was one that was close what was called real sense or something it had like several different mixable oils that could like mix up some sort of smells but it didn't make it i don't know why i just can't imagine that like that wouldn't make you sick though like even if it was a very mild amount that close to your nose it just seems like it's risky so yeah well, i think also, i think we're a ways off these, yeah 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 and also you got these chemicals like you know you have to switch out batteries in your controller sometimes mm-hmm. it's just the worst thing ever right or like you know your toner cartridges imagine trying to play vr and it's like i'm sorry your compound of like skunk is out <laughs> before you can get any sense you know yeah well and imagine like one of your five cartridges is out and even if it doesn't tell you that it doesn't make you stop then it starts smelling really weird because it's giving you like half of a cent or 10 percent of a cent is missing right. from the concoction right. so you, it just gets putrid and then you get sick and throw up in your headset <laughs> No, yeah, thank and you. Even though it's scent, it's always still the cyan cartridge somehow. <laughs> cyan cartridge in your printer. We, you can't smell anything, you know? <laughs> oh, shoot. So I don't think a scent peripheral is ever happening. In it my personal is. opinion. Small tech problem, but I will get around it. No worries. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just realized Zencaster wasn't recording. Oh. <laughs> but I have the audio recording from the... Uh, podcast it's not going to sound great for adam for the first half but from this point on <laughs> it will sound, sound much better <laughs> oh uh-oh uh-oh so for you dear listeners i do have a good mic i'm sorry <laughs> i was i had a lot of recordings and so i have the most jankiest setup ever right now <laughs> i am currently listening to these guys on my phone and speaking onto a mic on my computer it's it's terrible what a week you do what you can. Well, we, we yeah. appreciate it. All right, Rip, you got, an, you got the next question for us. What do you got for us? I <laughs> do. I feel like we've answered this one before in several ways, but I'll, I'll, I'll get to it. Uh, Starsight, uh, uh, one of our favorite regulars, asks us, Blade and Sorcery, 
or Gorn? Um, it's it's a good question, but simply answered because Blade and Sorcery is clearly the superior game, and anyone who argues otherwise just just is wrong. They're wrong. Huh. Well, it's almost <laughs> a clearly great question, except for our PSVR lovers, because they only have Gorn. They don't have Blade and Sorcery. So for them, you're stuck with Gorn. There's also right. Swordsman VR that just came out, though, that is kind of filling right. some of the gap in between. Uh, mm. I still personally, uh, if, no, you're, good. if you're PSVR I, and it's Gorn or Swordsman, I personally like Gorn better. But if you really wanted Blades of Sorcery, Swordsman's the closest you got. And it's not bad. It's it's fun. It's just it doesn't have nearly the depth Blades and Sorcery has. Chat's mentioning that some of them have been playing Swordsman VR. So, you know, it's it's a game. It's got a, so some amount of people playing it. It's, yeah. It exists. It's, it exists. Yeah. I mean, honestly, so many VR games you can kind of tell if they're worth it or not based off are people still playing it yeah and the fact that we still got some people in chat who are playing swordsman vr is actually a pretty good indicator good signs good signs good signs indeed you got the long one jay <laughs> i know i got all the, i had to i had to condense this down nexion i don't know if you're out there right now but i had to condense this down your question was so long so basically this is a paraphrase of his question he said given the options of an all-in-one vr treadmill which would you prefer so we're talking about vr treadmills that's where you can walk in real life and move in game basically he's saying would you rather have one that's fully built into itself it's got a pc built inside it's got a headset strapped to it automatically and it's got its own software store kind of like steam or oculus or would you prefer one that's just just a peripheral and you plug it into your pc just like you do your headset just like you do your keyboard and you play it that way so which would we prefer of the two hmm. that's honestly a tough question because i i feel like i need more information like is this a great gaming pc is this right. a good headset that's really going to go with it if it had those two things i would say Yes, maybe, depending on if I could also play my Steam games. Because if I have to rebuy all my games through this this whatever store this is, then it's a no. But if I can mm -hmm. still get my Steam games on it, then I think I would have to go for the fully built. And at least if the prices were somewhat comparable, of course. Because, right. I mean, it would be so nice to have this thing set aside. And what that would also enable for me is I'd keep my PC and my headset I have now. And then I could two-player these games, you know, play them mm -hmm. together in the house one That'd person with the treadmill sweet. and then when they get too tired and sweaty we could switch off and like, put their sweaty gross headset on and then, and then i'd get my exercise though mm. <laughs> i think it's wrong i i don't know i like because i already like you're talking about i already have all my games on steam i already have a decent gaming computer and so for me i don't need a built-in all-in-one thing with its own separate headset store you know I just want an additional VR treadmill, just a single additional periphery, and it already works with the setup I have. So that's the one I'm going for. Yeah. There's definitely a case of like, well, how much money do you have? Because if I <laughs> have not that much money, and I mean, the VR, it's, you know, VR treadmills are not cheap. So unless you're like the 1% or something, you know, this is not like that easy a pickup. Um, just treadmills of themselves like you know vr treadmills are like 600 to a thousand dollars or more um or more yeah <laughs> yeah six hundred thousand for the cheap vr treadmills let alone a vr treadmill that's got a built-in pc there's definitely something to be said about getting a pc not a pc a treadmill that has a pc because then it's like then it's kind of like a, a a different version of like the quest in a way where like the, the big selling point is that you can i don't know keep it in your garage or you know you can you can keep it somewhere that is more accessible for 
just daily use that it doesn't have to be your office basically like i would kind of enjoy that because right now i always but what whatever wherever i move i need wherever my office to be to have enough room for vr yeah um and that would that would solve that there is there is that benefit but that's kind of it uh, besides that there is just a lot of drawbacks mainly that be you know like adam said you lose your games and you lose um well your nice beefy pc if you spend a lot of money so mixed bag mixed bag definitely i think it comes down also to price like if it was the same price like why would you not like want that extra that it comes with but it but is it stuck to that i guess that wasn't in the question either like can i get this thing it's got the built in pc but can i also put it on my pc if i want to could i do both or is it only this now like is it locked out of everything else because if that's that's a problem for me too i hate anything that locks others out just like the quest kind of tries to do so i worry about that Mm. Yeah, and so there's a lot of hypotheticals in this question. Luckily, we'll have one particular news story that will be able to answer this question in detail. (laughs) Yes. All right, speaking of news stories, that wraps up the Q&A. So let's get started on the news. But first, of course, this week's new sponsor is brought to you by Asterion. Asterion offers high-quality, universal VR headset stands. They're great stuff, guys. With RGB lighting and sleek, minimalistic look, this stand is a perfect companion to your headset while you're away. Get $5 off of any order, $19.99 or more, by using the code FULLDIVE, that's F-U-L-L-D-I-V-E, at www.asterionproducts.com. If you're confused on how to spell that, uh, look at the description. Whether it's the show notes, whether it's the YouTube channel, it should be pretty findable. (laughs) <laughs> go there Truth. check it out this stands great everyone's got it glowing reviews <laughs> we love it we have it they have they have some new stuff coming too so keep your yes. eyes we can't we can't talk too much about it but keep an eye out they got stuff we're, coming we're pretty excited we're pretty i'm pretty excited uh, <laughs> <laughs> well at least at least one of us is getting them i at haven't least one. i haven't i haven't pushed for more so we'll see oh. um well let's talk well, about you might have to <laughs> let's let's roll from the questions right into the news still part of the question so this week omni for those of you out there who don't know who omni is they make a vr treadmill the, they are making an Omni One, so something new is already coming out. It's an elaborate full-body motion controller that can let you run, crouch, and even jump. It's starting a crowdfunding investment campaign. It's arriving in homes in mid-2021 with a low price of a $1,995, basically two grand. <laughs> so low. Two so grand low. low price. Although I will tell you, I've been looking at the catwalk, and this isn't that much more than it. So this product is totally different because mm. unlike other previous VR tremble designs, it is an entirely standalone unit. It comes with its own VR headset, its own virtual store with 30 titles at launch. It comes with a PC built in. They ha- they said in this article they haven't decided what PC or headset yet it's going to come with, but this is going to be all built in. So this has kind of messed up my world because I've been looking at getting a Catwalk C or Catwalk Mini, sorry, for fifteen hundred dollars, mm-hmm. and now this is like, oh, where the heck did Adam go? <laughs> uh yeah, oh. This I, is oh gosh. Yep. I, I lost internet. Oh man. Well we'll keep going. You you get back. But we still hear you. Oh, because well, he's, you're he's on, on his phone. phone. He's on his phone. It's okay. Don't worry. He's gone, but don't worry about it. Uh uh, we can't continue the podcast though, because we have no recording of him. Oh no. Yeah, he won't be on Zencaster. F. Well, back to the chat. What's going on out there, people? 
<laughs> see Will Rogers tossing money signs up. This this is not going to be a this is not a purchase I'm taking lightly. Like this isn't going to be just oh I'm just going to buy this little thing. Like this is a right. huge purchase. But being in the VR industry like I am and being this being what I do, I feel like I need to be on the edge of this stuff. But it's not like I'm at the point where they're going to give me one. So it's like it's a big expense. This is honestly it looks pretty cool. Like every time I see this thing it's it's definitely got a fa- like a sleek factor it that makes me just want it. It's really <laughs> making me rethink my catwalk because you know who B Haptics is the vest, uh, the haptic vest that goes around your chest. Is that there's there's a there's a haptic vest thing I've been ha- I've had my eyes on for fucking ever and I really fucking want it. But well, B-haptics I don't think it's B Haptics is, is one of the big ones, and they're already talking about a partnership with Omni so that that vest that straps on to hold you in place would also then have haptics in it. Oh, so like is it that like right a sub pack? Just touches on. It's kind of like a sub pack, except I think it works more. I think it works off transducers, but I think it also works off potentially electrodes. Okay, so yeah, it was actually, a sub pack, is what I was thinking of. Yeah. Have you seen the new sub pack that's that was announced? Don't worry, I'll be talking about it soon. (laughs) Yeah, dude, I'm so hyped for this thing. I want it. Well, you're coming to Portland. You can come test it out. Uh, Oh, that is tempting. It's gonna be it's gonna be here by the end of the year. Uh, and I also got the controller coming that gives it like immediate no latency wireless, unlike the other ones. So I'm not gonna have to wire it up. So we lost Adam due to the internet being terrible right now with COVID and all that nonsense. It happens, but we decided, well, if there's only two of us, we're going to come to the bar and have some drinks and just <laughs> get hammered while doing the rest Are we of the able? Podcast. Wait, I'm going to mess things up by seeing if I can grab a drink. Oh, grab yes, a, we can't. Do you want one? one? Yeah, grab me one, too. Um, I don't know if this is an actual label, so try and hide it from the camera. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that is not. I'm pretty sure Belgian white, Belgium white is is not, but hey. All right. Oh, yeah. This one just says ale. <laughs> just ale. Just g- your generic ale. Oh, my goodness. Ah. I know. Now I wish I actually attempted to grab. This is triggering me. <laughs> <laughs> this is making me want a real drink. Oh, so we're at the bar. We're at the bar getting drunk now because we can't yes. stand all these tech issues everyone's having. So we just talked about the new Omni. Cheers to tech issues. Yeah, seriously. We just. We just talked about the new Omni. It's going to be built all in one rip. How does this news strike you? Um, I mean, I, I was I was kind of mentioning it during our little. Oh, my keyboard is not nearly where I thought it was when I like I like <laughs> was expecting my hand to like rest on the table and instead just kind of like kept going and freaked me out for a second. So, um, this it, I, I'm like so torn about this. I mean, first off, at like two thousand dollars, is no way I'm going to get this. This just just it's just not happening. I've got so much other things to buy in that like. The kind of things I need to buy that are in that sort of price range definitely take precedent over a VR treadmill that like may or may not work well. Oh um, <laughs> yeah, you could buy a car <laughs> for that price. I mean, that's that's pretty that's insane money. Yeah. So, you know, like for people that are like VR is really the only thing they do, this is cool. But I struggle to see a lot of people picking this up for themselves. Like, you know, Omni has the Omniverse setups, right? They've got the arcades and that makes some sense because like people can't really afford those setups, but you can go and try them out. And that that's what a lot of people do. Yeah. Well, there's an interesting thing too in the article. We didn't mention it there, but they're offering, if you make a thousand dollar investment into the company, 
You buy 333 shares of the company, you then can get a 40% <laughs> discount off this, which would still cost you 1200 So you'd still be overpaying, but you also end up with 330 shares of this mm-hmm. company. So if you really believed in the company, then you could also do it that way. You'd pay a little more, but you'd have some shares. So if this thing really takes off, hey, you might be made in the shade. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't have that kind of faith to make that investment, but I hope <laughs> some people do. <laughs> right. Um... Speaking of, we didn't really, addri- I don't know if we really addressed what happened, because I, I just realized, I don't know if we said what happened to Adam. Um, I Adam said was COVID the one. internet problems. Okay, okay, cool. Yeah, so Adam's Adam's gone. Yep. Um, this is, okay, so like, uh, despite us being in VR, I can, like, we, we were able to like pull these articles up and like read them over and see this. And every time I look at this treadmill it looks really cool like it looks like probably the it probably looks like the most fluid vr treadmill i've seen and i like this I, like I like that it's it holds onto your chest and stuff instead because like if right. you've ever gone rock climbing and if you're a guy like me who's got some some hips with the ass it <laughs> is not comfortable to have a big old strap all around oh, yeah. your hips and your junk and just tight around you this thing holds around your chest which i find much more appealing than mm-hmm. some of these other treadmills. So again, I'm torn now because I was like ready to pull the trigger on this catwalk. I contacted the company. They gave me a little bit of a discount code and I was like, okay, I'm ready to do this. And then this news came out and now I'm like, oh, but right. it's another, it's another six months too. Is that my problem? It's another six months, another six than- months. And th- the fact that they were, they restrict it to the omniverse stuff specifically is r- a big turnoff. Like if this, like, I, I, if they dropped the built-in PC, I, I kind of understand why they're doing this because there's not a lot of like the market for VR treadmills that are just by themselves hasn't proven to be that, uh, make that much money. I don't know if this will, but it's like this would be so much more exciting if it actually had, um, or not had if it didn't have the PC and you could plug this in just to your own PC, hook it up and play all your like all your existing VR games with this, it would be so cool. Yeah. It looks great. I would like f- for I don't know. I'm gonna assume there's like a thousand dollar PC in there, which means it might literally be a thousand dollars just for the treadmill. That'd be sweet. But it also it also has some appeal to me on that respect, though, because like being someone who works with VR a lot and does it, there's always tweaking and things going wrong. Like you have to deal with a lot right. with PCVR. If this thing That's truly true. just works, just every time you get on it, it just works like a quest. Like that's a that's a lot to have that work that way. So You're that also wrong. makes me kind of want it because like if I can get on it and I don't have to mess with how my feet move in relation to how they're moving in game, I don't have to mess with some controller things. So I can just get in this thing and go. That's a pretty big convenience for me. Right. Does this thing come with the headset itself as well? It's supposed to come with the headset as well. They don't know which one yet. It's being demoed with a Pico Neo. So, dear Lord, I hope they don't <laughs> go with that headset. Oh, my <laughs> but, goodness. But it says in the article they haven't decided which headset it's going to go with yet. But I'm hoping it's not the Pico Neo. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Chad's like, I need a normal treadmill. I feel you. I feel you, brother. This replaces uh, a normal treadmill. You're getting your exercise yeah. in VR now. Imagine trying oh, to run across. That would be across, so exciting. Yeah, run across Skyrim. You, we'd all be in great shape. I've been craving some VR Skyrim lately, and if if I had one of these, oh yeah, oh yeah, Run I'd it. never leave. <laughs> yeah, so that this thing looks cool, guys. You know whether it's gonna succeed. My bet is no. 
I don't think it will. I don't think that many. I don't think enough people have that kind of money. But maybe may, I, you know, I can be proven wrong. There's a lot. One percent of millions of people is still a lot of people. So, um, yeah. If maybe. if it comes out for two grand, it works. The games are built in. The PCs built in. I guarantee you, every VR arcade arcade is going to get these because that would save them so much trouble to have these things just work but beyond that some people buy them in their house people who have a lot of money to waste but not not your common person is going to buy this it's still too much will this work okay here's a question if this works with the existing omniverse arcade machines that would be that would make it a little more interesting because then you can still play with people that um you know don't have two thousand dollars to spend but have 20 bucks to spend at i don't know wherever they go i would think so i mean it's all in their whole omniverse world so i would hope so but again Uh, there's not a lot of news out yet still this is this is still new and i'm not saying it's 20 bucks guys i don't know exactly what the price is for the arcade that was just my throwing a number out there for those who got scared i think it's 20 bucks a game or something i think nexion has said 20 bucks before so i think that's where that's coming from okay uh, let's move us on to the next news piece then. Yep. We've got. <laughs> I think this was going <laughs> to no be one... for Adam, but Adam. Uh, uh, yeah, here. I guess I guess I'll do this one. That's right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> needs paraphrasing. Is that this paraphrased or not? Adam fixed this. Yellow part. Okay. Go. Okay. Cool. <laughs> so, many people were upset with the decision to require Oculus users to link their Facebook accounts. And some of those people are apparently in the U.S. Congress. So the House of Representatives suggests that Facebook might be veering dangerously close to antitrust laws and and being anti-competitive with its Oculus Quest 2 account requirement. Will this new requirement keep the linking of Oculus and Facebook accounts at bay is the question. Boy, I (sighs) hope so. I mean, we've already seen Germany kind of pulling out on them. Right. And we're not we supposedly don't allow monopolies in this country uh supposedly Supposedly. (laughs) so there's been talks of breaking up facebook i know i've seen stuff about that and facebook's like we are gonna fight anyone who tries to say that but like at least with something like this maybe they can say okay we're not gonna break you up but like this is not okay i would love to see that happen Mm -hmm. i'm just so happy anyone on the house cares about this like that's what's the most amazing part of this story to me like have we actually made it is vr (laughs) in in there like don't get too excited jay don't get too excited (laughs) no they just heard a facebook problem and they are Uh, all about (laughs) facebook problems i want to see some old politician in a quest like i want to see it happening (laughs) i'm excited yeah i don't still talking about your hips and i love it Uh, (laughs) yeah he knows it's true uh i just i don't know i i would love to see this go somewhere and just kind of save us from this whole linking requirement i hope so but i don't know Mm -hmm. yeah it, it would it would be exciting um you know and this is this isn't just like a um that like now that i'm reading more through like the the original um, content this isn't just like some house of representatives like tweeted that he's mad at facebook or something this is like a proper written up um proposal that congress should look into this like it this is this is got some decent officialness to it that is kind of exciting um so you know whether i don't think this will actually happen to be honest you know the the, the amount of times that the government has gone through with these sorts of things is, is pretty small. But 
what I'm more hoping is that by, you know, Facebook is going to see all these, like, that we, we've definitely seen Facebook back off on things it was about to do because it started to get some pressure from the U.S. government. That might happen. Well, I don't I think the government will do anything though. We hope that at least this this like brings it to the forefront, the attention of the people, and they see like, hey, our stupid decisions we're making are actually pissing some of the wrong people off. So like, right. let's rethink the next decision before they go crazy on it. Mm-hmm. Oh, what a mess. Okay. I'm going to move us on unless you got more to say about that one. No, let's talk about Facebook some more in the next news piece. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! So Facebook gives us so much to talk about these yeah, days. <laughs> they're kind of like the whole VR news industry at the moment. Right. Well, you remember Facebook Connect back in September. They said oh, the Rift... I'm, oh. I'm leaning out of frame, apparently. Oh, oh don't do that. <laughs> uh, I might... Hang on. I might be able to fix that from OBS. Okay. Uh, pause... It's weird that you're able to lean out of frame because I feel like it's closer on my side, but okay. Oh, it is that definitely should... not. <laughs> what are you... is the stream different than what I'm seeing in OBS? Oh, yeah, it is weird. Okay, I'm going to scoot this over even more. Okay, that's got to fix it. That puts me... Okay, what the... Does it need to be just like resized? It, needs... it looks no. like it needs to be a bit wider. It. I mean, I could... I could tweak it's it's in the right size proportions right now, but I could tweak the size a little bit to to try mm-hmm. and help. It'll make you look it'll make your avatar look thinner if you like that. Rule of thirds, Jay. Rule of thirds. Dude, I don't know any of this crap. I'm freaking amateur. <laughs> I see Welcome that die to... left on the floor in the background too. Right, I just moved my my script was kind of this way. I moved it here, which will hopefully help with my yeah leaning over i still need to lean over for the mouse though lean hard yeah (laughs) okay so we we were at we were at facebook connect digitally online you know it uh Mm -hmm. they said the rift product line was unfortunately discontinued with the rift s not receiving any more support past 2021 but even with that happening the rift s is still the number one growing headset on the Steam hardware survey. So where did they get these headsets? In a similar vein, Facebook headsets now make up 50% of Steam. Nearly 50%. It's 47.1, mm-hmm. but that's in the weeds. Nearly half of the Steam VR headsets right now are from Oculus. And then, of course, HTC, then the Index, and then Windows Mixed Reality nonsense somewhere mixed in there. Right. So basically, they discontinued it, and yet it's still taking over the market. What does that, what does that mean, Riff? What do you think? I mean, this is well, the first thing that actually struck me was this means that Facebook really does not care about how much money they're making in VR, like in general. They really only care for their like their future in VR because clearly they're making some money here, right? They're doing pretty darn well for for VR for PC VR headsets. And yet they still are just going to totally drop the Rift S. They do not care about it. (laughs) They just, they're they're going all in on Oculus Quest, which shows that like, while we get excited about these PC VR VR numbers for big business, it's still not enough. And even for Facebook, even when they are the ones who are succeeding, like past anyone else, they're still like, nope, not enough for us. We need more money. (laughs) Those greedy bastards. (laughs) <laughs> that, that's what stuck well, out to me 
it's partially mine, but I know the big goal that uh, Zuckerberg has been saying from the start is a billion people in VR. He hasn't said, right. let's dominate VR. He hasn't said, let's make the most money. He said, a billion people. And the only way I think they see doing that is to focus solely on standalone, cheap headsets that they can just flood the world with. Because a mm. billion people is no small goal. I mean, that's massive. There isn't even a billion people with AirPods, and yet you see those pieces of crap everywhere. So <laughs> we're, a, we're a ways off with VR. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, this is also, I think, the other big piece of information. We we like you briefly mentioned it, but uh, the thing I was actually surprised about is the adoption of the index. The index is already got. Let's see, what was the percentage? Is that is that here? There's a there's a graph a little lower. Right. Yeah. So sixteen point four yeah. percent is Valve. So the the index hasn't been around that long i'm i'm pretty happy to see a nearly 20 percent share in vr for like for for a headset that's a thousand dollars no less that's well okay if you get like just the headset by itself it's less but like in general that's a pretty substantial amount of headsets that's sold so good for good for steam if they hadn't had stock issues i wouldn't be surprised to see them actually beating hdc oh yeah but they just yeah. haven't had the stock, so yeah, they should. But be I mean, up that kind soon. of applies to all of them, though. All of them have been having stock issues, except for maybe HTC HTC. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> they. I don't know about them. <laughs> Who buys those anymore? <laughs> That's, I think the only reason people bought there's two reasons: one, they couldn't get an index, and two, it actually said on Twitter that when. Facebook said they were going to do all this crap with the accounts. HDCs started trending again on Twitter for the first time in like <laughs> right. ever. So they were like, "Oh, well, what's another option?" So Right. Yeah, if, with what Facebook has been saying, especially now that they're ditching the Rift S, you know, I I here I swung from like being a hardcore like if you don't have a ton of money to spend, get the Rift S. Now suddenly I'm like, "Well, what do I recommend?" Right now it's the HP Reverb G2 is the one I'm recommending for people. Um but yeah, there's there's some this weird stuff going on in PCVR, and this this gives us some amount of information on it, and the who wins the VR race as we talked about last week. Yeah, you got you got another another amazing thing to tell us about. But I've heard a rumor that you're not playing this game personally, so I'm interested to hear what you have to say about this rip. Oh boy, do I <laughs> do I give my personal story on this? Okay, so phasmophobia, and I'm sure a lot of you guys have heard of it at this point. Uh, phasmophobia is kind of a little bit slower but sort of in the same vein of among us and fall guys where it's just becoming wildly popular this past like week um so i imagine i mean already in chat they were like i've now seen five different people go are you guys talking about phasmophobia this podcast so here you are (laughs) we're talking about phasmophobia um i (laughs) okay (laughs) Okay, well, well, let me read the news piece first. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what is the news piece? Just that it's popular? <laughs> I guess. Yep, that it's a big <laughs> yeah. deal. It is a big deal. It is a big deal. So, okay, brief recap. So, Phasmophobia is a four-person co-op game. It's only made by one developer. Um, and this game is totally taken off. Really, you know, just like Among Us, like I said. It's crazy popular. Of course, it doesn't have the same, like, overarching appeal that like among us did where literally anyone can play it you know this is restricted to pc only it's not on mobile etc etc um but this is very popular game uh all of my friends have been just hammering me (laughs) all week long rip get this game rip get this game rip get this game 
Um, and I, <laughs> for those that are listening to the podcast, not the stream, but the the associate producer just chimed in and said it's good. Um, <laughs> that's that's how much everyone's been recommending it, and I've been totally like holding out. Like I don't really want to spend the money on this game to have just play it for like a couple days and then never play it again. Um, but this is becoming very popular. And so I finally have phasmophobia. I have yet to play it. Have you played it, Jay? No, I got it with every intention to play it before this podcast. I'm going to be streaming it tomorrow. I'm going to play some, gotcha. I, got, I got some people lined up. I'm excited. Yeah. It's a mm-hmm. big deal. I know that. I would prefer part of my problem is that I, when, when like when this first came out, everyone was like, you should get this. I, I told them, Okay, I will play this game, but I I want to play it with other people that are also in VR. That's what I would find fun. I don't really want to play this on a flat screen. And that hasn't really changed. Everyone that wants me to play it is still people that are flat screen gamers. The mm. filthy the filthy peasants they are. <laughs> <laughs> so, um I'll I'll probably play it what and I'm going to try VR I suppose like just for the podcast sake but if it weren't for the podcast I don't know if I would get it for VR. Well I'll I'll find I haven't heard great things about the VR um compatibility just that like it's there. But you know we'll find out. We'll talk about it next podcast. It'll be in the game section you guys will get to hear our experiences. But yeah, super popular. You guys should check it out. Or at least look into it. Yeah, I don't know what to expect. I know it's about ghosts. I haven't, I've purposely not watched any footage of this. So oh. I can just go into it blind. Then we'll see how well that serves me. Cause in squadrons, I was struggling <laughs> with key bindings, but we'll see how well that serves me <laughs> with this game. Uh, Chat's asking us to stream it as, as we speak. <laughs> well, I'm going to be playing it tomorrow, but I think if we can pull it off for once, get all four of us in this weekend, I think it would be mm-hmm. amazing. Get all four of us in and play <laughs> it. I would love that, but I will be playing it tomorrow on my channel. But we should definitely mm-hmm. get the four of us doing it here Saturday or Sunday. Right. Let's see. So that is that is technically the last news piece. <laughs> and oh boy. Okay. So for our game section, we have like it's just you, the games you've played besides <laughs> Squadrons. And Squadrons was moved to the discussion topic. But now that Adam's here, we weren't really going to talk. So is it just, I'll just listen to you for like <laughs> 10 minutes to tell me about we're gonna have to. We're just going to have to talk about it. There's just no way around it. But let's, let's, uh, let's talk about our sponsor real quick, Rip. Yes. What, what have we, what have we got to say? Well, we've we've got some uh, amazing, lovely things to say because we want to tell you all about Asterion. Asterion makes high quality universal VR headset stands. Ooh, drinking a beer sounds good. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they, um, the the stands that is have RGB lighting and a sleek, minimalistic look. And this stand is just a perfect companion for your headset. Way better than the box it's living in right now. I can guarantee that. So get $5 off your order, $19.99 or more to use the, uh, by using the code FULLDIVE at www.asterianproducts.com. And no, we are not sponsored by Raid Shadow Legends. Quiet chat. <laughs> no Raid Shadow Legends. <laughs> they have well, not reached out to us. <laughs> We're we're gonna talk about some games. Who knows? Maybe we'll just maybe we'll just go off on a whole games tangent here. But Rip, right. it's what it's do you a, know about Population One? Did you get in the playtest? Did you get to play it at all? I haven't. I haven't 
uh, been able to test it yet, but I have seen some footage. I've I've looked into it. Um, I uh, okay, like part of why I'm not like that enthusiastic about it is the game looks kind of clunky, and when I picture okay, for, first off, for those that aren't familiar, Population One. What is Population One, Jay? If you took the the gameplay of Fortnite, but the good looks of PUBG, and you put them together in VR, you basically have population one. <laughs> Up to 18 people are playing in squads of three. It literally, like, if you go watch the trailer, if you haven't seen it, and the NDA's been lifted so I can actually talk about it finally. If you go look mm -hmm. at the trailer, like, you literally drop into this battle royale. You're picking up guns. You're picking up ammo. There's legendary guns. There's regular guns. The, it seriously looks like a really good looking version of Fortnite. You can build, you can build as you're running just like in Fortnite. But Does it's it actually VR. look good. It actually looks so. Here's the weird thing when I was playtesting it in the beginning, I couldn't get it working on my PC. No one could get it working on their PC. I put it okay. on the Quest, the original Quest, and it looked great. I couldn't believe how good it looked and how good it worked on the Quest when it wouldn't freaking run on my powerful PC. It was driving me crazy. <laughs> so it's basically your typical squads battle royale. I mean, if you've played Rec Royale, if you've played Fortnite, if you've played PUBG, you're going to feel very familiar jumping into this. Mm -hmm. you, you start off on this pad with all the other people, and you can either jump straight off the pad or you can get into these rockets that fly up into the air and you can kind of direct them. They have a limited amount of fuel. So that's kind of your battle bus. It's these rockets. Or you just jump out, and when you put your arm straight out to the sides, your glider automatically activates. So you put your arm straight out and you start gliding whatever direction you want to go. And if you want to fall, suddenly you can pull your arms in, your glider will disengage, and you drop, then you turn it back on before you hit the ground and die. Mm -hmm. And then you hit the ground looting, just like Fortnite or any of these others. You hit the ground, you're grabbing loot as fast as you can. You're grabbing armored, you're grabbing potions, uh, like shield potions that you're drinking. You're grabbing sodas, which will help you later. You're having bananas is your healing food. So you actually have to get the banana out. You got to peel it really quick in VR, and then you got to eat the banana to heal yourself. Mm -hmm. It's hilarious. But it worked surprisingly well. Yeah. on the quest i couldn't believe how good it oh, was you're on the quest what was this yeah. like the quest store version of it or yeah. was it this was on the oh. quest store version because because oh. the oculus like i said it wouldn't work on my pc it was glitching out they fixed it since i've been told i haven't played on my pc okay. since but it worked so well on the quest and it looks so good i could not fathom how they made this happen so, and jay how much is it 29.99 29.99 when okay. it comes out i was really hoping they would just stick with like a like a make it free and make there be viables kind of thing right. because everyone needs to get in and play this game and 30 bucks is a little bit of a tough sell yeah i think PUBG was 20 dollars uh yeah. so yeah that's 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 kind of steep they're gonna kinda have steep. to put it on sale they're gonna have to do it i'm hoping oh, yeah. they do it i felt like Absolutely. 30 was too high but it is surprisingly functional and fluid. It it works better than I ever would have dreamed for being in testing. Mm -hmm. it launches on October 22nd. So with the quest, after the quest too, even. Mm -hmm. uh, and I got to tell you, Rip, I, I actually, I, I'm debating. I mean, I play tested enough that I'm like, do I really want to spend 30 bucks on the actual game? Not, <laughs> is it really going to be any different? I want right. the game. 30 bucks is uh, still a hard sell if you're playing it so much. But I, I would say if you're into those kind of games and you like, want to play one in VR, this is it. This is finally really it. Yeah. And okay. So something I'm curious, and I'm glad you're the one person who gets to show up here to talk about it because <laughs> so far my preference for gun mechanics has uh, surprisingly enough been closer to yours than Adam and destiny, <laughs> even though they play more of the VR shooters, but you like me have like, you know, shot some real life guns and know like, okay, they don't 
actually kick like crazy you know you you can like maintain a steady a steady rhythm with them and you know we have we have different expectations how was the gunplay it's a little more cartoony than like a mill sim but it okay. was way better than pavlov that's where it lands <laughs> okay on that's skin. that's kind of what i wanted to hear <laughs> <laughs> i can shoot people i can actually aim the guns they work but it was not nearly as difficult i do remember having a little bit of problems like figuring out how to reload weapons that weren't okay. super obvious like i think the shotgun i was having a hard time getting it reloaded and functioning right. but it felt good it felt like it okay. was decently real but still fun and arcadey it was and and a, I, uh, the glider is great. I can't believe how yeah. good it felt in VR. And like you climb up a building real quick and you move your hands out. The weird thing is you can also climb stuff with your hands and that got a little wonky. I'm hoping that oh, was Oh, that's fixed. right. I forgot about that. Yeah, you can climb well, anything. Aren't you supposed to? Yeah, yeah. You're able to climb anything. It, so what, what was was just like the, the way you did it wonky or was the fact that you could do it kind of wonky? Sometimes trying to grab stuff, it just felt like it wasn't doing quite what I wanted because like I'd be going up like a weird hill and I'd have to like really reach to mm. grab the hill and pull myself up. But like one fun thing, if you're like in a hurry, your running isn't that fast. You like climb a street lamp really quick and let go and then glide out and you glide a lot faster than you run. So that's like a way to traverse mm. the map faster for pros. World's Average Gamer asks us, is it coming to PSVR? Not anytime soon that I know of. I I think this is, uh, I, I don't want to misspeak and I don't want to be, say the wrong thing here, but I think it, <laughs> I think it might only be coming, I think it might only be coming to Oculus to start. Actually, I, I was trying to find that out earlier to see if it was coming to Steam, but it seems mm-hmm. like Oculus has their claws into this somehow. Because it looked like it might only be coming to Oculus, but that's not verified. Looks, so looks looks like Population One knows where the money is as well. Yeah, but they probably got paid a lot <laughs> for this. I'm sure. I mean, so. there's not, you know, there, there's still like not, you know, if I were to get an Oculus Quest right now, I'd probably still be a little disappointed with the amount of games I could play. Mm-hmm. Um, so I imagine this will very quickly become one of the bigger sellers on the Quest Two if it's as as if it if it's as fluid as you say and as good as you say. Um, you know, there's been some um, Battle Royale VR games. There's been several, actually. You have uh, Standout. You have, oh, goodness, I forget the rest of them. But there's a bunch. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Rec Royale in Rec Room. It's actually Rec, Rec Royale, right. When does, it, when does Population 1 come out? The, tw- uh, the 22nd. 22nd of this 22nd. month. 22nd. Uh, and it's only going to be better on the Quest 2, I imagine. So, yeah, I think this mm-hmm. is going to be huge for the Quest 2. But well, we're starting to see the Quest get some more games. They're getting Walking Dead Saints and right. Sinners. They're getting uh, Arizona Sunshine is getting like a graphical revamp just for the Quest 2. Which okay. I'm super excited to see. Like, it looks so long a as lot it's, better. So long as it's not Onward style where the, the, the PC yep. game gets gimped as well. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> I'm excited okay. for this game. I think other people are too. I definitely you, You've made you me excited. Yeah, you should, I, you should try I definitely and play want to test try it. it real quick before it launches. B- before it's it thirty free. bucks, <laughs> so you get it for free. Yeah. that's that's a tough price. That's a tough price, but you know if it's worth it, maybe. I mean, I mean, like a lot of the big games on Oculus Quest and and just the Oculus Store in general are still around forty bucks. You know, um, uh, a lot of like Robo Recall, um, Asgard, uh, a lot, you know, the, the big hitters supposedly of, of Oculus are typically around 40 bucks. So it's less than that. And if it truly is popular, that's good. But as Will Rogers in chat says that that's, you know, the, the game becomes popular. If a game wants to become popular, it's gotta be free. Um, uh, typically for battle royales anyway. So we'll see. We will see. Okay. You also played 
here they lie. <laughs> so it's Halloween month. I'm playing some scary games because of that. Right. Here they lie is an older game. It came out on PSVR years it ago. Sounds familiar. Yeah, I I don't remember if it ever came to PC because I only had a PSVR at the time, but it came out years ago. It was free on PSN briefly, uh, and it is you can tell it's an old VR game. The movement is verging on terrible. Rip, Rip's doing a little shoulder shimmy here. I'm not I'm, sure. I'm trying to <laughs> look happening. up the game real quick because it sounds super familiar. I'm almost positive I either played it or like saw stuff about it when I – is it old enough that it would have been like early PlayStation VR? Yeah. It like – it would have been like right after launch. Yeah, which might be why I heard of it. I think I saw this. I think I did. It's weird. Never played it though. It's like in black and white and there's these creepy animal head people running around. It's a, mm-hmm. it's really just, I mean, it's just a horror game. There's, there's not even really any puzzle elements. There's more like collecting elements and there's, there's no combat really. There's like some moments where you can make a choice if you want to like hit someone or not, but like you don't actually actively fight. It's basically just scaring you and taking you through this really weird plot line. And the weird thing about the okay. whole thing's in pretty much in black and white, except for like what they mean to put color to. Right. So, so it's Sin, a trip. Sin City style. Yeah, it really is. It feels like that. And it also felt like, man, I should have played this like four years ago when I got it because it, it didn't age super well with VR, but it mm-hmm. got me with a few scares. It has its moments, but the weird thing about it, there was just so many trippy visuals. People kept saying it looked like Far Cry when you get high in it. Uh, the high dreams or whatever. <laughs> they said it looked like that as a game. Forgot about those. Okay. And, okay. And it really felt like that. Like there, I wouldn't recommend buying this game. If you can get it, if you got it for free back then you never played it, I would say play it because there's some of the trippy elements it takes you through. It's like visualizer craziness right. and stuff. It is a mind trip to play this game. And I did enjoy it for that sake. It's about three hours. I played it two live streams. I was able to finish it. Beware. I streamed it. I now I'm wondering if I should pull the video. There is like a red light district. <laughs> there is like weird stuff going on. There's some oh crazy violence. Like it, it's a pretty intense experience for right. what it is. But but, it's but not worth its price, I guess. It, if you got it on sale for less than ten bucks, less than five bucks, I would say go okay, go for it. <laughs> wow, Any more really, than that, these poor developers. It really, it, well, it's been out for Thanks four for your... years. It did not age well. Right. It, because you got click, you got click turning, and on top of that, you have this really weird turning. I don't know exactly what the hell was going on, but when I would try to walk forward, my character would be like veering off towards whatever the next direction was I was supposed to go. <laughs> oh, that's like, kind not of okay. Guiding me. That's not it okay. Was, yeah, yeah, those okay, things drove I, I me crazy. It. And it's not okay. fast click turning; it's like blinking click turning, blinking. Oh click boy! Turning. Oh boy! So, it didn't age well, but I enjoyed it. I had fun playing it. It's got some spooky stuff. It's got just a lot of really weird mind trip stuff is what I actually enjoyed. It has a slight alternate ending, but it doesn't do much. But hey, it has that. So hell, mm-hmm. it's something. Well, I mean, it sounds like fun enough. So like, you know, it's 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 if it's like one of those games that you've gotten like your backlog and it's Halloween. And well, OK, here's a question for those that have a PlayStation VR and they, you know, it's Halloween. They want to, you know. Uh, not follow any quarantine protocols and have some friends over and play some <laughs> play some VR and share some VR games is do you think this would be a game to pull out for like your VR Halloween party 
Oh, I wish I could say yes, but the problem is the movement's so weird. I feel like you'd make people sick. <laughs> if you had a bunch of people that could handle this game and have played enough VR where they're comfortable, like with a weird movement mm-hmm. or something, absolutely. This would be kind of a fun game to play around, laugh yeah. at what's happening to each other. But if you put a bunch of noobs in this, you'd probably just make them sick. So that's that's the risk. <laughs> Well, it sounds like a lot of these funky mechanics were ones that like were designed early on to help with like the 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 slow blink teleport and like turning and all that. You know, those were all created because people got motion sick. So who knows? You know, what, what, for for our listeners, we're just such at this point, Jay and I are just kind of horrible judges of whether something's actually motion sick because we just don't get motion sick anymore. It it really takes something special to to get us to feel that. Yeah. And the, this one didn't do that, right? For clarity. No, no, I yeah. didn't get sick at all, but it definitely, I could see where someone who was near right. it, it would probably mess with them because the movement was pretty weird at times. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just pull out Resident Evil 7 and go in VR mode. Oh, I agree with you, world's average gamer. That is probably the way to go. I wish they would release that on steam that game made people sick like none other though that was like oh, that's game. right so many people said i've never been sick and this game did it like <laughs> i think it also might be the visuals actually messing with people too though I was, like, I was, like the yeah. gross dead bodies decaying like they see that and they're like oh gosh and then they get honestly sick i bet that's what it because i also i played this at um i played it at a it's it's like I, I had resident evil on my psvr but i never actually played it because i played it very healthy amount at a oh what's the big company that still has retail uh shoot games not not GameSpot. Best game spot no no it's GameStop? it's like GameStop. yes there, there was a GameStop convention that i went to and they had resident evil 7 um and i and i played there for like 30 minutes or something they really let me play that for too long um and i was it's hard to say whether it was just because i was like still so new to vr versus like anything in the game but it definitely like it 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 was it did have the feeling of a game that like you know wasn't built with vr in mind and then playstation kind of like came over to uh, i think it's square enix and and was like hey wink wink nudge nudge we have this you know new peripheral would you please make it compatible and <laughs> they did it <laughs> so you know it could be just not a great port i don't know but yeah. what you're saying makes sense yeah, so that game makes a lot of people's top 10 still, though, for what it is like people right. think that is still one of the best PSVR games. I'm not personally in that camp. I think it's good. But without motion controls and stuff, I just it's hard to put any game in my top 10 because we have so many games that have good controls there for VR, where really in Resident Evil, all you're doing is looking around while using a right. shock. So, yeah, good game. Might as well, but yeah, yeah, might as well be a flight sim in terms of like the amount of VR compatibility it has. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunate. Right. Rip, what did you play this last week? Did you play? Well, anything? I played Star Wars Squadrons <laughs> like twenty four seven. That was the game I was, was going like, to just talk week. a huge amount about. <laughs> well, we still got to talk about it, even though Adam really wanted to go off right. on this game. We'll save a spot for him next week, and we'll we'll touch on we it again because hopefully by that point we'll actually be experts, and I won't be getting wrecked by everyone. Maybe we can somehow convince Destiny to get it. Yeah, that's a. Long <laughs> it's too show. expensive though. It is. That's a tough sell for someone who just to try it. Like, hey, spend this much money. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so Star Wars Squadrons. Y'all, y'all hopefully heard of it, but for those that aren't familiar, Star Wars Squadrons is a you know, first off, Star Wars games are only made by EA these days. So, you know, EA doesn't like to release stuff if they don't think it's a quote AAA game. 
so this was made by the company that made Battlefront 2. So a simultaneously terrible and great track history for that company because, you know, Battlefront 2 released. It had, like, the worst microtransactions we'd seen in a long time. And it had just just a lot of garbage. But then over the course, like, Battlefront 2 right now, if you play it, is an amazing game. And they clearly listen to their community and they, you know, they wanted to make a good game at the at the end of the day, and they showed that. So this this game is EA going, okay, you're, you you did you did the Star Wars Battlefront two. What do you want to do now? And these guys were like, we want to make a Star Wars fighter game, like the old style Star Wars fighter games. And they're like, go for it. So <laughs> it's it's pretty good, guys. Um, it's. Definitely got like some symptoms of okay, we haven't really made a flight sim before. You know, we made an FPS shooter for filthy casuals, but still, they the 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 amount of effort and like you know, they, they there clearly was a lot of love and a lot of effort that went into this game, which is always great for VR, especially when the guy the game is entirely built for VR. So anyone that has you can play with your flat screen screen friends you can play with your vr friends i've i've been able to play with a bit of both suit well i wouldn't say super seamless actually but we'll get into that um but that, that's that's kind of the game it's it's a it's star wars you you only get to fly that's it that's the entire game but you get to do a lot of stuff when you fly you have a campaign it's i don't know six to seven hours maybe and then you've got your multiplayer. Currently, it's just two modes, which is kind of strange. Um, not including the extra modes, which are just the first two modes, but with AI. And that's kind of it. So not not like a ton of content, but there's definitely a lot of like, there's a high skill ceiling, which, you know, allows for a lot more hours. And the game modes they do have are pretty fun. Yep. Yep. It's a... Uh... I got it on PC. I was like torn between should I get it on PSVR because I love PSVR. Should I get it on PC? I wanted to see right. it in all of its glory. So I got it on PC. I hooked my hotas from my PS4 up to my PC to be able to play this. <laughs> I put my sub pack on. I wanted like the maximum experience. And this game delivered. It mm-hmm. was intense. It puts you into a single player thing to start and learn the game before you go on to multiplayer. It's it feels like you're really in Star Wars. It feels like you're in these ships. It's everything you've seen. The one thing I didn't know, though, man, when you're in a TIE fighter, they can't see out of that thing. Worth oh, yeah, crap. right. The little round <laughs> window is terrible. Like, why didn't they put more windows on these things? I, I, I showed the game to, like, my family because I was like, this game's just amazing. But by then, I'd already, like, played, like, the X-Wing, right? But, like, yeah. what I didn't remember was just how awful the TIE fighter was. So I, like, I have my dad playing <laughs> squadrons. So I'm like, oh, he's a Star Wars fan. He's gonna love this and instead he was just kind of having an awful experience because he like not only was having trouble with the controls but also like couldn't see anything because you have a tiny little window in front of you yeah yeah not great not a great choice but still really cool x-wing it is it is but the the x-wing it feels like once you get to that it feels like you're really in like a space dogfight you're like looking with your head in vr looking at where they're going and tracking them in the tie fighter man it was so hard you'd like go off it and you just had no idea where they went it's like okay i gotta like follow my radar to try and see i don't know it's no wonder the imperial is always getting destroyed uh (laughs) because that's so hard in those where are they that about it (laughs) i don't see them guys (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah definitely looked cool 
cooler in the movies than it actually you know if you've got a a, a view portal that's smaller than the the he- the vr headset you're wearing that's your first problem um <laughs> oh no my beer <laughs> take beer. a take a swig from whatever's left in there <laughs> <laughs> um yeah it's super cool so um jay you you know i know you like star wars but you're not a big flight sim guy how was you know it had a lot of mechanics that were clearly inspired by um i'm gonna go ahead and say it it's 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 clearly elite dangerous had a huge amount of um uh like like pips to engines weapons and shields they like that's like straight out of elite dangerous Um, so they had a lot of mechanics like that how was it for you where they they clearly were like, all right, we're going to make this game hard. It's not going to be easy. This is going to have like some proper mechanics that will raise the skill ceiling. How was it for you? They simplified it enough. So like when you're playing on the HOTAS on your right hand, the joystick hand, you've got, I don't know what, you probably know the name of that weird stick thing that moves around. But you have a stick <laughs> your thing. Your flight that stick? Around. No, not that, or, the, for your thumb, the one for your joystick. Oh, oh the, the hat switch. So the hat switch, I don't know what that is still, but that thing. I, I don't really know really why it's easy. called that. <laughs> <laughs> you could move it to one side and you'd up your, you put all your power basically to your shields. You could move it to the other to go to engines or you click up to go to your lasers. So they made the power management simple and there is an option and options to make it advance. So I'm sure you can do one click at a time or whatever, but they made it simple for someone like me who wants something a little more arcadey. I still had a hell of a time remembering to mess with that thing during the battle all the time. Oh yeah. Like I, I would leave it on balanced mode a lot just because I couldn't mess with everything else. But the problem was with my Hotas when I first got in, the the speed was not set to the freaking the slider. It, Wait, it, really? Yeah, it said in options. Mine was. It I said in options same. it was set to slider. Yeah, I, oh. we had the same stick. I don't know why, but it wouldn't do anything. You could see in my live stream, I was like moving it, nothing was happening. And I had to go in and remap it to the push forward and the pull back instead of just saying slider. I did not have that problem. I don't know why I did, but that was real frustrating. I couldn't <laughs> catch anybody, but mm. it it was easy enough. I played some E Valkyrie and stuff. It was easy enough as long as I played some to like figure it out. I just had to do a lot of remapping. And I guess that's kind of normal with flight sims. It's kind of annoying for us who aren't used to that. But once I remapped some of the stuff and it felt like other games I played, then I was really into it. Then I had a good time, but mm-hmm. it, it definitely you can see where it's inspired and it could be really hard if you want it to be. But they also made it at an approachable level for people like me who want to just leave it on simple and play it that way and still enjoy it. So I appreciated that they did that for me. Right. Yeah. And, you know, on the other side of things where I like I come from games that have a little bit more complexity and that's that's what's fun to me. It definitely had that. You had power management. You had shield management. It, it definitely I, w- I was kind of OK. I have the same hotels as him. Right. But because. I play so many flight sim style games. I could very quickly tell there was a problem when playing because I, I had all my keyboard binds correct. I had to do it for some reason. the 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 pitch and roll were, or not pitch and roll, the the yaw and roll were swapped compared to every other VR game. Even Jay noticed that. <laughs> True, um, <laughs> drove me crazy. Yeah, so that had to be swapped real quick. But besides that, you know, all the all the keybinds should have been correct. But the one problem was that the the rights the the flight stick. Felt like it had this humongous dead zone where you just you couldn't do anything, which meant I was overcorrecting all the time. So I did have this very frustrating experience where I was like, okay, I can't really use the keyboard and mouse because that's not all that fun in VR and the controls are kind of funky. I can't really use the how task because I can't aim for the life of me and I know I can aim better than this. I do it all the time in Elite Dangerous. (laughs) 
so I ended up settling on an Xbox controller. A really nice Xbox controller, but an Xbox controller. And they did, like, practically today, just release an update that finally fixes that dead zone problem. So I've yet to try that. But prior to that problem, I definitely noticed some, like, the, the amount of complexity they chose to have, like, just barely fit onto an Xbox controller. But I don't think they did it all that well, to be honest. Because Elite Dangerous, I've, I've got maybe two to three years of experience playing Elite Dangerous solely on the PSVR. Or not not the PSVR, just the PS4. Um, and I would played maybe one to two of those years without the HOTAS. It took me a while to finally like get one that's compatible with the PlayStation. And I know that the controls can be better because there's no way Star Wars Squadrons is as complex as Elite Dangerous. And yet I could control my ship in Elite Dangerous way more com- way way more comfortable more comfortable I don't know what the right verbiage is um in that compared to squadrons so like I was simultaneously going this is just amazing cuz it's VR and like having my mind I I not going to lie I like had a little bit of tearing up when I first hopped in that X-wing I was like this is <laughs> this is my dream come true right here <laughs> so cool guys but uh, but then there was always this undercurrent of like, I'm just having issues with the controls. I'm having issues because the TIE fighter just, just got this tiny window and goodness, this is a terrible <laughs> ship design. <laughs> and then yeah. on top of that, you have like that, that control, your, your in VR controls, like the, the, the radar dash and all that stuff is like takes up half of your already tiny cockpit. <laughs> yeah, rough. I always, every ship I had to like, duck down and recalibrate and then sit up again so that I could like yeah, yeah. see over stuff better. But I, I I was really comforted actually to hear about there's this issue with the de- the, the joystick because I didn't know what it was. I just thought I sucked because I felt like I was <laughs> always like I was always moving too fast or moving too slow to like right. catch them in my sights. And so I was constantly just doing this with the stick trying to keep up with whatever I was targeting. Now so you I, know why. I, I hope I can use that as an excuse, but I just might suck. But I hope next time I get in, now that it sticks, I'm going to be like, oh, my God, I can actually shoot people. And I can actually kill people because, I, you know, it was so hard. I, I bet you'll have an easier time because that's why I ended up sticking to this to the controller, because even though I was frustrated all the time with, like, I can barely manage my, like, power while also flying. It's just darn impossible. Um, and then, like, the flight. Uh, I, I, I'm not going to get too nerdy on that, but. Um, I ended up the reason, the main reason I stuck with it was because despite all of my other issues, I could finally at least track a target really easily. Um, so I'm, I'm hoping it will be a lot nicer. Absolutely. So this, than overshooting. this is the games we played this week, but we're also rolling this straight into the discussion because we want to talk about some points that came out about this game and that we knew were coming. So like, for instance, EA had said about the game they're not going to treat this game as a live service. They don't, they're not going to say never say never, but they're basically want to say like, this game is out and this is it. You're, this is the old school experience of buying a game. You buy the game, you get what you get. It's the way it's going to stay. And that is it. There's not going to be DLC. There's not going to be viable things. This is supposed to be a done game. It's out there mm-hmm. in the world and it's done with, which is pretty weird just in the gaming world in general to see these days. <laughs> uh, yeah. What a throwback. <laughs> yeah, this is like old days. You got the cartridge, and if there was a glitch, you were screwed. There was no fixing it. You just dealt right. with the glitch as part of the game. What What do you think this means for EA or for VR? Um, 
I don't know. It's like it's so out of left field that I just don't know if it means anything or if it, you know, like I said earlier, this is truly EA going, hey, studio that Rip doesn't remember the name of. You got to make your game. You know, this is your thing. This is your reward for Battlefront 2, I guess, despite all of its problems. Um, so, you know, there's, EA doesn't necessarily have an incentive to continue this because EA wants money at the end of the day. So in terms of EA by itself, I don't think that much is going to change short of... Oh, well, associate producer said something to us, but it was too quiet for me to hear. I'm going to have them speak up. I saying the name. What is it? Motive Studios. Thank you. Um, so, <clears throat> you know, are we going to see this from EA? Maybe they've definitely starting to embrace just letting the developers like make their dream games. But, you know, they also have closed down like 10 different studios in the past five to 10 years. So I don't know. In terms of VR, I mean, <laughs> we've kind of already got a lot of this, Jay, just from developers yeah. being too small you know they release <laughs> their game and then there is no patch notes because they just ran out of money and they're they, dead, and they're they, dead yeah they're dead games <laughs> not not really because they <laughs> intended for anything else um yeah. so vr has already got a history of this for better or worse and i guess that the i don't know was was there like another group of people we were this this covers i guess well, to me, what this kind of struck was like, this is like EA making up for the debacle with Battlefront and everything. Like, I felt like this was just them trying to cover their tracks and say, hey, we're actually going to release games like we used to. Like, it was just kind of right. throwing a bone to us. So I wasn't really sure if this meant anything for us. But it's interesting to see. Like, it does feel, because so many games now, like they EA said themselves, people put them out in early access and then they say they're produced, but they keep adding more and adding more because it's like not done. Right. It was interesting to know when I went into playing this, like, this is what it is. And most likely we're not going to see anything else. So mm -hmm. I enjoyed that. And I, and they said this was part of like a value proposition. So like, that's why the game is like a little less money than it could have been if they were going to keep on building on it. Because 40 bucks for this game is, I mean, surprisingly it's a very complete game it's very full in vr this feels triple it is triple a it feels triple a but it also is like i remember it all of a sudden i was like holy crap because i play mostly only vr i was like holy crap there's so many more complexities to normal games that i kind of forgot about because i've gotten so used to vr mechanics it was like this is a full-fledged <laughs> game this is real this is right. not what i'm used to so it was mm -hmm. interesting to know okay this is all of it well it feels fine to me because it felt like a lot compared to what right. i usually play and and yeah, I, that's an interesting perspective because I still play a good like I'm I'm fifty fifty perhaps on my VR versus flat screen gaming, so I definitely had I kind of came at it from another side going, I don't know if this is enough content for for a flat screen game that came from EA that's like you know this is an official Star Wars IP I kind of wanted to have a little bit more to munch on here. Um, and clearly I'm not the only one because if you've, for anyone that's been following the Star Wars Squadron subreddit, um, which I have been for the past, I don't know, since it released, they, they, they want more. They're, they're like practically begging EA, like, look, EA, you, you finally make a good game and this is the one you choose not to do live service on. Come on. <laughs> what is wrong with you? 
<laughs> well, yeah, I know. Cause I did. I did feel like when they said two modes or eight ships, I was like, that doesn't seem like a lot, especially when you're going in five v five. That's ten people. That means a couple people have to have the same ship. Like that seemed like right. a, a low number. So. Mm-hmm. And and the fleet battles, you know, they're dynamic and they are interesting, but you know, it maybe if they announced mod support, that would allow the game to last longer. Um. But it's like they they simultaneously created a game that is complex enough that a lot of people are going to get turned off from buying this because it, you know, that like they're, you know, a lot of people that just have their, I don't know, their Xbox and just their PS4 and they just want to play their Assassin's Creed and their Call of Duty and their occasional Battlefront game. You know, they're not looking for like, I don't know, the art of video games or whatever. They just want to like come home after work and have fun. And this game might be a little too complex for that audience, which unfortunately is definitely the majority of real, like, truth be told, most gamers are just those. They're just people that want to play Call of Duty at the end of the night. They clearly didn't go for that audience, but they also didn't really go for the hardcore sim audience, the one that wants a ton of different planes and a ton of different options and a stupid amount of modes and complexity that would make most grown men cry (laughs) like they didn't go for that either they went for this weird middle ground and by saying that they're not going to have live service they've sort of killed themselves from that group of people that would be okay with that middle ground but still want more content you can't have that either now that's that's my concern for this is that it won't last and a lot of people Oh, go ahead. Something that I want to know, so hopefully you can shed some of this. As someone who's in the VR industry and only plays VR, this game is kind of like the second coming right now. Like <laughs> People are like, it's a AAA game. It works on every platform. We can play against anyone. It's got complexity. It's got this and that. Right. Because VR's got a pretty low bar from the games that have come out. How is this game being received by flat gamers only? Do they feel oh. like this is a really great game? Right. I guess that's what I was touching on a bit, is that, you know, as... For 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 someone who is kind of, I mean, obviously, I I wouldn't be here if I wasn't as into it, VR, and you know, I very much keep up to date in VR. But I've I've got one foot in VR and one foot in the other, and arguably, my foot in flat screen gaming is still a, a good two sizes long larger than my VR foot. <laughs> um, so I, I I'm gonna say they're kind of they're they're middling. I'm, I'm just gonna like okay. Amongst the group of friends I have that like I've, I've got a fairly gr- big group of people that I play with very regularly. We have one big discord server called the hub and it's just got like it's nearly 100, 200 people. I haven't checked to see how big it is. And there's always people to play with. Right. So you can kind of see who's playing what. And it, it, give, it very much gives me a good sense of, OK, what is kind of the regular, at least PC gamer playing right now? So I can't really speak to console. I'm not as into the console community as I used to be. But in terms of PC games, out of 100 to 200 people, there's typically around one to two people playing Squadrons right now. That's that's like a middling good sign, I guess. You know, there, there are people playing it. And I know for a fact that those people don't have VR. So for flat screen games, there are definitely people playing it. I haven't looked. Do we have numbers on how successful this game is? It's on Steam, so hypothetically if you want to add something while i'm quickly doing a steam charts <laughs> yeah well that's that's what i find interesting because like 
people keep saying, oh, VR has no AAAs. And now after Half-Life Alex, they say, oh, it only has a few AAAs. But like, right. this is clearly a AAA fully designed game. And so I always, I kind of lose perspective on the flat game. That's why I love having people on this podcast that keep in touch with it more than I do, because I, I love the game and it's really good. But I also wonder for me personally, how long will I want to keep playing? Because I could see in a week or two, putting this game down and being done with it. I don't right. see myself becoming one of those competitive people that plays this all the time in my squad. And I have all these like technical terms. I see this as being like, oh, this was a really cool game and I loved it. And then I moved on. Mm-hmm. I, it's not in the top 50. No. And th- <laughs> yeah, that's that's. Oh, there it is. Number number 51. Hey! Um, <laughs> almost. <laughs> that's a pretty big number for Steam charts. So um, just above Yu-Gi-Oh! Duel Links. <laughs> <laughs> so so yeah uh current players sticks at 9700 as of this very moment um a peak average of 35,000. that's actually a very decent amount so you know regardless of whatever you and i think just based off like whatever fingers we've got in the vr industry clearly this game is successful for it to be that high on steam charts um it's not like a lot of games will just like really stick in the top 10 for a bit and then go back down. That's that's kind of how most AAAs are. It didn't do that, per se, but it is definitely popular. With this many people playing, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to preemptively say this will probably stick around in terms of like people that will continue to play it. The v, as you said, the VR industry is probably going to prop this up for a while just because they're so dehydrated on games. Um. But for flat screen, I'm going to, I, you know, I think this is a significant amount of people. It's going to be niche just due to the nature of it being a flight only game. You know, it's not a first person shooter. It's not an RPG that, that brings down the amount of people, but it'll, it'll stick around based off these numbers. Nice. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad on both sides. I'm glad to see VR not only getting something good, but also bridging the gap to where we can play with flat people, because that's usually the death to all VR multiplayer, is we just don't mm-hmm. have a player base still. Right. So that fixes that problem. So any VR player who's oh, like on the fence, you're going to have plenty of flat players to play this with. And in theory, you should have an advantage being in VR, but who knows how that translates over. In theory, you should. So definitely, if you're on the fence, I would say the game's worth the 40 bucks if you like any sort of flight game at all. It's And if you like Star Wars, seeing the freaking, I don't even know the names of all of them, but like the Star Destroyers and like those weird rebel, weird shaped ships and stuff, being able to fly around and see those, that was really cool. I enjoyed that part. Mm-hmm. I crash into debris a lot. A lot of the ships have much bigger asses than I realized. Like <laughs> you, you get through a gap just fine with your whole cockpit, no problem. And then all of a sudden, some right. back half of your ship is crashing into something. <laughs> yeah. Welcome, welcome to Flight Sim. Apparently, I guess you have to consider your wings. I'm not used to that. I'm just like right. little tiny ships that if you can fit, you made it through. You're done. Well, and especially in VR, where you know, like it just like off the top of my head, and like Beat Saber per se, you know, the 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 part that you have to like really avoid the the incoming, like stay away, like keep your head out of these things, or you will die. Like blocks, right, that come at you. It's always like they seem to just pick a point like right between the eyes, and so long as that dot doesn't touch it you're fine <laughs> there's there's a lot of that in vr so i could see the like suddenly it's not just your body it's trying to replicate but now you've got this huge like space wing going off both your left and right it would be a new experience for uh a, a, for jay the the unfamiliar <laughs> 
Uh, yeah, it's like how in Pistol Whip, you only have to dodge bullets with your head. This guy must have the craziest body armor you've ever seen on. Because you can get <laughs> shot for days in the chest and you're fine. Right. It's only your head that has to dodge the bullets. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, super cool. Um, so, okay. So, so quick, like, w- would you recommend this game? How's the motion sickness? What do you think? Ooh, I, I'm, I'm not a good judge. I would guess it could easily. I would guess it would make you sick if you're not used to it. So... I would say it's a it's in the middle. It's it's not bad. It runs smoothly. It runs nicely. But I definitely believe this could make you sick if you're not used to gaming in VR. Mm-hmm. And is it worth the forty bucks? I think so. Yeah. yeah. As long as you yeah. like flight. If you don't like flight games, you're then why are you going to buy this game? But even if you didn't, it's still an amazing experience. But probably right. not a forty dollar experience. You know, the Star Wars fans will love this, and the flight sim. Well, you know, I I'm not I'm, okay. I've got a friend. He's, it's the it's the associate producer, so he hears me saying this. <laughs> he's he's more of the flight sim guy, you know. He he doesn't he's not in it just for this like this space stuff. He he wants like you know some air on his wings, so to speak. Um, and he hasn't gotten this game yet, and it doesn't look like he's really going to. So that's at least one person in the quote hardcore flight sim community that you know they they want like the all the aspects of flight and they want the they want to spend 15 bucks for every plane they want to play because those planes are immaculately like rendered and the physics and all of it just is like a perfect one-to-one ratio of real life that community probably won't find this game as exciting i will admit for most other people you know star wars fans you're gonna love this uh more casual flight fans you're gonna love this hardcore flight maybe not uh very very casual gamers that don't really care for flight probably not gonna enjoy this so if you if you land somewhere in the middle there this is the game for you and if you just love star wars yeah absolutely and i guess that's it jay we have nothing else to talk about on the script so few of us (laughs) (laughs) so few of us i know the drop of like flies Right. They, we, we, we usually have these other two people that are missing um, and they, you know, they they got to they got to talk about their games every time. So, the, you know, the podcast lasts that much longer. <laughs> but uh, hopefully you guys will all be seeing them next week with that. We're, we're going to go ahead and wrap up this here podcast will be around in the live stream for a bit longer. Talk to you guys. I've, I've been wanting to I, I, I've been trying to touch on chat when I can, but we've we've got a lot more to talk about so let's wrap things up if you are listening to us on spotify on apple podcasts on overcast there's a surprising amount of you there check out the youtube channel it's kind of fun everyone that drops in says oh you guys should have more subscribers oh this is so cool (laughs) so you should go ahead and check out the youtube channel and subscribe to us because apparently that's just the rage or the lack thereof but it should be um (laughs) so go ahead check out our youtube channel similarly if you're finding us on youtube and you're like well this is cool but you know i i I want to listen to this like while i'm in the car or something check out our well literally any podcast platform we're there we're even on the amazon's new podcast service um i meant to announce that recently we're on we're on amazon now too Woo! exciting stuff check us out um, if you want to get more involved with us, if you want to see what we're up to, if you want to just, you know, you know uh, harass us and annoy us, by all means, do so in the Discord channel. It's very active, and we love to talk to you there. 
True. And of course, our Patreon community. You know, they they pay us money, so therefore we love them the most. It's just how it works. <laughs> I'm not sure that's how it works, but sure. They they, they keep the lights on in the virtual room. They keep here, the lights on. So we appreciate on. that. This is true. We do appreciate it. Thank you to our uh, existing patrons. And of course, if you want to support this podcast, get the podcast a little bit early. It's I need to figure out something about that because we've been having enough technical difficulties, which means the podcast kind of like like we're recording this right now on Thursday instead of our usual Wednesday, which means that I've already got, you know, we're going to stop recording this podcast and I've already got another thing I need to do. And then I edit the podcast and then it goes live. So I barely have time to get it quote early these days. But if that's not enough, it's also in stereo and it sounds really good. So that, that, that hopefully is <laughs> worth your money besides just supporting us and being kind people. So thank you everyone. And we will catch you on the next podcast. Thanks Bye, for everybody. listening, guys. <laughs> you bet. And on to the after hours part. The part and that we get to more the people. After hours. We get even more people here for the stream. <laughs> Somehow, it's always that way. More people show up. <laughs>